0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet, Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy co founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I hope everybody's doing great today. I've been busy, 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 busy. Uh, Usually I would plug the books, but I happen to be in my car, so I'm just kind of giving a little chit-chat while folks log on. Guess what? Today is not... Today is not Wednesday. I should have that like tattooed on my hand or something because all day today, I have thought it was Wednesday. Like I was like, I didn't get the trash out. Wednesday's trash day at my house in my neighborhood. And like midday, I was like, oh man, I didn't get the trash out. And I never even heard the trash man come. Was Monday a holiday? <laughs> my daughter's like, no mom, today's just Tuesday. Tuesday. I even, the reason I am not at my desk right now is because I came to my Wednesday class. And it's not Wednesday. Like, it is not Wednesday. <laughs> you know, when we are stressed, our thinking becomes distorted and confused, and our short term memory is suppressed. So I must have, I don't have, right, Mimi? I don't, there's nothing that I am consciously aware of that I'm stressed about. But there must be something in something brewing in my subconscious, or something going on, that has me like just like all day long. It's been Wednesday, and it's not. It's it's not. It's just Tuesday. But I thought I'd go ahead and hop on uh, because it was close to start time anyway. Coming at you live from uh, the parking lot um, tonight. My topic: First things first. So. um... There was a uh, a graphic that was shared today. It was talking about education. And under it, somebody posted another graphic and a comment. And their graphic was, you have to Maslow before you bloom. Bloom is a new... Ish paradigm having to do with education, it uses a similar layout to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where it starts at the bottom and work it works its way up in terms of components for learning. And I'll be glad to share that. In fact, when I get off, I'll go grab that and put it in the comments. But it led me to want to uh, revisit. I know we've talked about this many times, but it's so important. And it's such a pivotal part of of parenting and humanity, all of those things that I feel like it's like to revisit Maslow's hierarchy need and talk about this with regards to trauma and what this might look like, I think is really important. So I actually, even though it's not Wednesday and I can't remember what day it is, (laughs) I did remember to bring this little handout. So I wanted to show it to you all. Let's see if I can get it. There we go. So this, if you're not familiar, is Maslow's hierarchy of need. Maslow was a theorist back in the day. And it's solid. This is solid information. Um, And what this hierarchy, what this pyramid says is at the bottom of the pyramid, we have our basic needs. Food, water, warmth, rest. Above that, one step above that in the green is safety. Safety and security. Let's just pause there and talk about that for a minute. Uh, If your child uh, is a child who has experienced uh, neglect. um, If there's been failure to thrive. If there's been abuse. Then that means that in this pyramid. There have been some significant insults in the foundation. In order for development to grow from. So the way I think of it is uh, like you just like you think about a house if you imagine this pyramid being like the house of a person's um, well-being so let me just show it to you again of a person's overall well-being so at the base of a person's overall well-being having consistent food water, warmth, and rest is the biggest part of the pyramid. If we do not, if we are concerned about our most basic needs, if we are concerned about whether or not we have food, whether or not we're going to starve, then it's going to make it difficult, if not impossible, to move up the pyramid. If we have, if we are in a situation where we are not safe, where there's Um, where our life is threatened or we're in uh, fear of physical harm, then it is very difficult to work our way up the pyramid of our well-being. And not only in the moment is this, but we also know that from brain science, this is about real or perceived. So when you think about a child who may have come from a place where there is a history of malnourishment, or a history of homelessness, or a history of abuse and neglect, just because they are not present in the now, doesn't mean that that fracture may not be triggered, and a person could easily plummet into a a place of fear and despair, because there have been, there have been occasions when they literally were hungry. There have been times in their life where they literally were not safe. So sometimes we are trying to invite people into the yellow, which is intimate relationships and friends, belongingness and love needs. And then up from that is esteem needs, which is feelings of accomplishment, which is connected to productivity. And then above that is self-actualization, which has to do with insight into behavior. So when we look at it like that, then it becomes a little easier to understand how it is that people who come from tough places, people who come from a background where there have been issues around malnourishment issues around abuse that it is very difficult to be able to step into closeness step into relationships step into attachment step into being productive step into having self-esteem step into having insight all of those things are made much more difficult when there are fragments in the bottom part of that foundation so first things first First things first, once we are securing that those needs are being met, that those basic needs are being met, then the next thing that we have to understand is that if those things are in the history, that those things of of malnourishment and lack and abuse and safety, that those, those experiences can be re-triggered through any of our neurological pathways. So there's anniversaries, there's seasonal um, experiences that can cause a person to be triggered back into feeling as if malnourishment would happen again, feeling as if they are not safe in this moment. So when you are parenting or working with people who come from to places who come from those experiences where the bottom part of the pyramid has massive fragments or there have been insults at that level then knowing that they can fall into a place of really an, a very deep feeling of fear and insecurity that is very real is something for us to keep at the forefront of our mind. Just because a person's no longer in an environment that is abusive or neglectful doesn't mean that the experiences of having that happen in your life just go away. They linger. They linger on and on and on and part of the the way they linger has a lot to do with when they occurred if they occurred if those insults occur during the formative years the years when the brain is developing then that means that the brain has developed in a way that says this is how the world functions and every time you respond when there is a crisis around safety or a crisis around nutrition when you can respond in ways that promote connection, that promote assurity, that promote love, that promote acknowledgement of that fear and that that need is being met, then you're helping to shore up that foundation. You're helping to close up those crevices, those cracks. But it takes time and repetition and Even with time and repetition, if enough stress is present, then that can, then a person could revert back to those places because they occurred at a time when the brain was being developed around all of that in terms of identifying how the world functions. So I feel like that reminder is so important because in the day in and day out of parenting, sometimes we forget how how much our babies have come th- from, how much people, it could be our spouse, it could be a friend, you know, it could be anybody who's come from that place of devastation and how that can get reactivated uh, about Oh, it's probably been a month now because, well, I'm doing so good with being able to know what day it is. But there was an article I shared that I thought was so beautifully written. It's talking about a loaf of bread and it was written by an adoptive mom who was also an adoptee and she tells the story about being so hungry. That sometimes bread was all that she had. And then there came a place in life where she was she was like, I'm over that. I don't need that security anymore. And she stepped far, far away from the need of the loaf of bread. And then when she had children in her life who needed that, she had to make friends with the loaf of bread again. And so that loaf of bread became like really symbolic of understanding what it feels like to go to bed hungry and how triggered she was just smelling bread. Smelling bread would take her back to that time in life when she was really that hungry. But then she had, so she was able to just not really heal that, but just to like, okay, well, I'm just not going to have that trigger in my world. I don't have to have bread in my world. But then when she had children and her babies needed that, she had to make friends with it. And so it was a a beautiful story about making friends with the things that we had to cope with. Things that she had to cope with in her life and how those triggers manifested into something like a, a loaf of bread. So yeah it can linger it can linger and linger it's really important for us to have a very very deep understanding about how the impact of trauma especially when it happens pre-birth and early life how it really affects the complete lens of life that our brains function from in how they perceive the world so all that said Love is the greatest healing force that we know. You can take this understanding and package it with love and put it into action as you build relationship with your child. So, if you've not already done so today, press pause on everything you've been stressed out about, anything you've been worried about, anything you've been trying to teach about. Press pause on everything. Give yourself five to ten minutes just to get grounded and calm And switch gears if you've not already done so today. Switch gears with your kids and let them know it's time to play. It's time to relax and it's time just to enjoy one another. So let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being. Let them feel it from your heart and go pour into them. Their favorite language is play. And if they're older, it could be playing video games could be creating something together could be taking a walk maybe like me it's taking your child on driving practice so whatever it looks like for your family make sure you spend time simply in relationship i say simply but it's really on the other side of relationship that all these things that you're wanting for your family are going to grow i'm going to read some of the comments um Julie said, how much this hurts my my heart for my babies. Yes, knowing some of the things that they've experienced and letting it affect your heart is so helpful and important because then you carry it in your heart and it is from the heart and the position of our heart that everything flows. So if you're trying to figure out how do I relate to my child differently, the place to start is not by adjusting your behavior as a parent or a teacher or a social worker or a nurse or whatever your role is in the life of children or roles, because usually they're multiple, the thing to do is to focus on the position of your heart. When you change the position of your heart, everything flows out of that. And so it will give you a completely different way of being able to relate. Oh, here we go. I'm scrolling back up through some of the comments. Um I just made a decision to keep my youngest two in a program they like where they feel safe instead of moving them to another program that is more academically academically vigorous. First things first. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a time and a place for advancement and moving. And then there's a time and a place to know that where you're at, you feel safe, you feel secure, you're growing. And because you're secure here, then we can also um, grow more over on this place. There's so many different things that our babies are working on. My goodness, they're really incredible, incredible. We are in the thick of a traumaversary, Carrie says. (sighs) Deep breaths. Knowing that Having that inform you so that it enriches your uh, compassion. You know, um, it may be a time to push pause on things that you can push pause on to keep life as simple and predictable as possible for your children because you know that internally they're dealing with some really big stuff. Pour into them. uh, More time in, more time in, more time in, more chill time. It might not be the best time to try to take on any great big new challenges. So, Carrie, I know we've talked and I have great confidence. I know you guys have had um, this last year or so. It's been a lot for your family. And I feel like you have a strong sense of what your kids need. So, I do. I feel great confidence that um, you're going to help them ride this season out. And at some point, as they get older, at some point, there's going to be a graceful way to share with them that this time of the year is a really big time of the year for them. And um, it'll help them. You know, it'll help them as they get older to kind of be prepared in their heart for it. And, you know, it makes me... Just you saying that made me think. I read the cutest thing. I loved it so much. So often, when we know... People are maybe struggling or maybe in a tough patch. Maybe we know it's an anniversary. But so often we're asking people to reach out if they need help or if they need support. But really what we may need to be doing is reaching in. Because we know when people are buried in trauma trauma traumaversaries, when they are buried in seasonal anniversaries, we know when they're buried with loss or grief, that it's when you're buried, you're buried. You can't reach out. So if you know people who are walking in a painful space, then we have to reach in. So reach into them. Reach into them with love. Much love to you guys. I hope you guys have a blessed evening. And remember, in any given moment, we can act out of those blueprints of stress, and fear, and overwhelm, we can take one to two to three deep breaths, and we can choose love, much love to you guys, have a blessed evening, and we'll see you all tomorrow, which will be on Wednesday.